Well, I'm I'm on on the winning side. side. Yes, I'm on on the winning side. side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us again today. It is Tuesday, September 14th, and we are glad to have you with us for our Winning Side broadcast. Uh, We welcome you, those of you listening on the radio, those on Facebook, Uh, Those on uh, YouTube, the podcast, our radio app, we thank you for taking the time out of your schedule, and I hope you're having a great Tuesday. I hope you're having a great week, and I thank the Lord for uh, His many, many blessings upon us every day, and uh, I hope you've uh, taken some time today to count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Uh, happy anniversary. Let me start with that. Happy anniversary yesterday. Uh, I don't know how I did it. I mentioned all the birthdays yesterday, but happy anniversary yesterday to Tommy and Yolanda Hedgepeth. I hope you folks have a great uh, anniversary. It was yesterday, but I'm telling you today. So maybe just celebrate two days. I don't know, or all week or all month or whatever, but happy anniversary. And then happy birthday today to Doug Barnes. Uh, I hope you have a great day today and may God bless you. Let's be in prayer for our church. Pray for our missions revival starting uh, this Sunday is really the kickoff. Uh, All day Sunday will be an emphasis on worldwide missions. We'll have several missionaries with us on Sunday and then another family be coming later on in the week. And then uh, Brother Lou Rossi was with us last year in the same time of year, but he'll be with us. He'll be preaching Monday night. Tuesday night and Wednesday night of our missions revival. And we're looking forward to a great week. I hope you'll be in prayer for that. Let's pray for our uh, church, pray for our school, uh, pray for our country, and uh, pray that uh, God would uh, bless us and use us and that uh, we would uh, live lives that are pleasing to God and lives that are in accordance with the Word of God. I've been preaching on Sunday nights. I've been preaching uh, from uh, Psalm 119. And of course, that entire psalm, it deals with the Bible, deals with the Word of God. I think, I think there are three verses. I may be wrong, but there are three verses out of all of those 176 verses, three verses that do not mention the Bible, the, you know, the Word of God, the, the, thy judgments, thy precepts, thy statutes, thy commandments, all the different names for the Word of God. But uh, uh, we've been preaching about that and going through that, but uh, I hope that we have a love for the Word of God. It's a precious, precious book, and I want you to hear this great song, This Blessed Old Book, and I hope you love it more and more every single day. I'm thirsty and dry and bread when I'm hungry and worn when the battle is raging it's my faithful sword a shelter from life's troubled storms it's a light to my pathway and a lamp to my feet when the world gets so dark you can't see and I've not made one change in one word that it says but it sure made a change in me 
foundation where I firmly stand. Sin kept me from it, now it keeps me from sin. When I think what it costs just to hold in my hand, it reminds me I owe a great debt to all of the martyrs who went to the stake and quoted it with their last breath. Now it's critics are many, believers are few, but there's one thing I found to be true. If you find when you read it that there's something wrong, then there's something wrong with you. This blessed old book that I hold in my hand, it's true from beginning to end. It's a solid foundation where I firmly stand. Sin kept me from it, now it keeps me from sin. This blessed old book that I hold in my hand, it's true from beginning to end. It's a solid foundation where I firmly stand. Sin kept me from it, now it keeps me from sin. Sin kept me from it, now it keeps me from sin. We are in Proverbs 17, and I think we'll finish up today, but last Friday we talked about a father. And we talked about the gift of a father, the inheritance that a father passes down. We talked about the glory of children are their fathers. And uh, I hope that as fathers, uh, I hope that uh, we are uh, the kind of fathers that our children will talk about uh, in you for years to come and say, hey, I had a good dad. He wasn't perfect, but he loved the Lord. He tried to do what was right. He prayed for me. He read the Bible. He took me to church. He tried to teach me about uh, life and about serving God. And then we talked about a father uh, that it's possible for us to be a grief uh, to our fathers by how we live. And we talked about the prodigal son. And uh, that prodigal son, he was a grief to his father. And uh, don't, be a, don't be a grief. Don't be a heartache to your parents. Live for God. Stay true to God. And uh, that, will, that will bless the hearts of your parents. I'll promise you that. And then we talked about yesterday a friend. And uh, I hope we are a, a, a good friend, the right kind of friend. And uh, we talked about some things with a friend and uh, our talk. Um, we talked about uh, the times of a friend and when we should be a friend. A friend loveth at all times. Uh, and then a brother is born for adversity. We talked about the trials. When your friends are going through trials, uh, be there for your friends. You love your friends. I'm not saying that and by the way, a true friend will tell the truth. Uh, a true friend is not going to uh, pat somebody on the back and say, oh, it's okay, you didn't mean it, and oh, it's okay, you're not, you're not that bad. Uh, when someone has sinned, when someone has done what's wrong, they need someone that will care enough and love them enough to tell them the truth. And, and you speak the truth in love, and you speak the truth in compassion. Uh, but we need friends that will tell us the truth and tell us not what we want to hear, but what we need to hear. Today, I'd like to talk to you about a fool, not only a father and a friend, but a fool. It's found in Proverbs 17 and verse number seven. It says, excellent speech becometh not a fool. That word becometh, it literally means to be suitable or, or congruous. And what we're saying here is that uh, a fool... Um, is not going to have excellent speech. They don't go together. A fool and, and good, positive, uh, helpful speaking, those two don't go together. They don't mesh. 
excellent speech becometh not or is not even suitable for a fool. It's not congruous. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't go together. You can tell a fool by his speech that word excellent is of great value or great use. You know, foolish people talk about foolish things. Foolish people talk about things that don't help anybody. They don't really matter. They're not encouraging. They're not uplifting. It's always critical. It's negative. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's nitpicky. Uh, that's not the kind of speech I want to have, and I hope you'd say the same for you. That's not the way we want to live our lives, talking about things that don't really even matter. Colossians 4, verse 6, the Bible says, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Uh, guard your words. Guard your speech. Your words can be so helpful or your words can be so hurtful. So we see the speech of a fool. Let's look, number two, at the stripes of a fool. It says in verse number 10, a reproof or a correction entereth more into a wise man than an hundred stripes into a fool. Can I tell you, there are consequences for our action. There's a, there's, there are punishments that come from doing foolish things. But this word here, stripes, it literally means blows. Now, obviously, I'm thankful we live in a country where uh, if you do something that is wrong, yes, you may uh, go to jail or you may go to prison or whatever, but I'm thankful that we're not beating people. Uh, maybe we'd have less crime if we did that, but we don't live in a society that does that, obviously. But, you know, it says that a correction, it, it enters into a wise man more than a hundred stripes would make a difference for a fool. Uh, a fool never learns his lesson. The Bible says a fool returns to his folly. A wise man, a wise woman, can take reproof. You can take correct correction and you can learn from it, but a fool is determined to just go back and keep doing the same foolish things over and over and over again. Uh, I want to tell you, you and I, we all make mistakes, uh, but don't make the same mistake again and again and again and again. Learn from your mistakes. Let God correct you. Let the Word of God uh, correct you. Let the Holy Spirit convict you of that and say, you know, by God's grace and with God's help, I'm not going to just get into this cycle where I'm constantly doing the same foolish things. Uh, I will tell you, uh, there are judgments that come uh, for fools, but may we not have to experience the judgment, but may we first listen and receive the correction and the reproof. And then I want you to see not only the speech and the stripes, but I want you to see the silence. It says in verse number 28 of Proverbs 17, even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise, and he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. So we see in this verse, the last verse of Proverbs 17, we see there's a transition taking place. Somebody who is a fool, they can't help it. They just have to speak their mind. They just have to open their mouth and say whatever comes first, whatever they think of first. But the Bible says in verse 28 that even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, he is counted wise. There's a transition from being a fool to being a wise person. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed or uh, is estimated as a man of understanding. 
You look at somebody, you say, boy, I thought that person was a fool, but they proved me wrong. They knew how to keep their mouth shut. They knew how to, like we used to say growing up, we weren't allowed to say shut up. So we would say zip your lip, you know, but a foolish person, if they could just zip their lip, they would actually move into the category of being a wise person. I've heard someone say this, it's better for people to think you are a fool than for you to open your mouth and remove all doubt. I've been there before and so have you, I'm sure. Uh, you've heard this, silence is golden. And I understand sometimes you do have to speak up and there's a time to speak, there's time to be quiet, I understand that. But listen to what the Bible says about Jesus. When he was brought before Pilate, the Bible says, but Jesus answered nothing so that Pilate marveled. Pilate couldn't believe it. Here's a man being accused of these things and Jesus could have answered. Jesus could have uh, uh, completely uh, um, um, exonerated himself and Jesus could have completely proved himself innocent from the claims that they were saying and he could have set the record straight, but Jesus answered nothing. Luke 23 verse 9, then he questioned him with many words but he answered him nothing. That's speaking of Herod who questioned Jesus and Jesus wouldn't answer. John 19, 9, the Bible says, but Jesus gave him no answer. Can I tell you, sometimes the best answer for a fool is not to answer back. Sometimes the best answer when somebody's trying to stir up strife and somebody's trying to debate you and somebody's all worked up, sometimes the best thing you can do is just be quiet. Uh, sometimes the best thing we can do is just let the Lord take care of it. But I want to be very careful with my mouth. I don't want to open my mouth and, and say foolish things or hurtful things, uh, but I want to have wisdom. And uh, I want to learn how sometimes I need to hold my peace. Sometimes I just need to be quiet and be still and just let the Lord take care of it. I hope you'll have a great day. I promise you it'll help you to live on the winning side if we'll just learn there is a time to speak. Uh, but there's also time just to be silent. And I hope we'll learn the difference, and I hope and pray that God will give us the discernment to know the difference between those times. I hope you have a great day, and let's live on the winning side. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today. And we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.